Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of all the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. Our podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products. They're a top-selling company on Amazon. They design great VR and AR accessories, and they're getting their Origin mat back in stock. So if you want to check that out, that will help keep you in your place, basically keep you from punching your children, walls, computer, TV, and everything around you. I'm Jay Bratt. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Matt Brett, a VR enthusiast who loves working out in VR. And I'm Lipnox VR, a YouTuber covers hidden gems on SideQuest and AppLab. Well, you all know us, hopefully by now. We're here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We first answer questions from our communities. We talk about some of the latest, greatest VR news. And then, of course, what games we've been checking out. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, we're all here face to face. And if you're on YouTube, take us anywhere with you if you want to on any audio platform. Uh, we got a whole bunch of Q&A. Nat, you want to lead us in? Yes. So our first question comes from Emo Kirby, who asks, now that Roblox will be officially coming to Quest at some point, what's your opinion on the game and have you tried it in VR? Oh, boy. I have not yet. What do you guys, <laughs> what do you guys think? Lip, Lip, have you played any Roblox? So uh, so my kids like are addicted to Roblox on like mm-hmm. a deep level where that's like the only game they ever want to play. <laughs> I have never actually tried the VR one. I think I watched you playing the VR one a little bit yeah. on uh, one of your live streams. But yeah. uh, it's it. I mean, I think the reality is it's it's a tool for creating virtually anything. So in that regard, it's super cool. But in that same sense, I mean, on the Xbox one that we have here, there's a lot of like low frame rate kinds of moments playing that kind of game. <laughs> and I'm looking at the Oculus Quest 2 and I'm like, I don't know about the specs on this. So (laughs) it could be be very mixed in that regard, but I I could totally see it being like a secondary rec room for Quest users. Yeah, yeah. It's likely that it'll be kind of like VR chat where some things have to be limited. If our demographics say that our audience is mostly over 10 years old, so there's a chance that people out there may not even know what Roblox is. Roblox is a big sandbox game it's kind of similar to like minecraft or rec room where it's a really social game but people can build whatever they want all sorts of creations and mini games are user created and when you go in there there is just tons of people and lots of lots of younger aged crowd and uh yeah because people create the room some of the rooms can be way too massive even for strong computers to handle and they get really glitchy so it's interesting to think that this is going to be on quest I don't know. I I played I only played like the little mini game where you're like in VR and you're like a big, huge character. And then the other people playing the room are playing on a flat screen. They're little characters running around. You could pick them up and help them across the map or you can pick them up and throw them out of the world. And it's fun. I definitely see the appeal to Roblox. But the biggest barrier to most people is that there's so many kids in it that it may not be a super fun experience if you're, if you're used to hang out with older gamers and you get in and there's lots of squealing and stuff going on. So... <laughs> Well, that's the other thing too with Roblox is they like their monetary system is so much in terms of like paying little microtransactions all the place that mm. they will lit- literally not let you do private games in some of these mini games with your oh. friends only unless you pay. Oh, that's awful. That's why Roblox so are so important. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 one of those things that I mean, if if you know if they specifically have like a quest tag and it's like these are the levels that work on Quest. And it's not a nightmare to search through them and the game's free. I mean, why not check it out? But yeah, yeah. Watch watch for a beta because a lot of times the betas like when Rec Room was in beta, I only ran into grownups. And then after that changed, it was like all of a sudden you had to, you know, be able to mute people because someone let their six year old in and they're just running around and <laughs> screaming. And, you know, oh, no. it is what it is. <laughs> I like how you say grownups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I only play this game with grown-ups. <laughs> it's, there's definitely something to be said for playing games with a similar crowd to yourself versus... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Before I say anything, that's going to get us into trouble. We had another question, really interesting question, actually, from Starsight. Starsight says, are there any past questions that you've changed your opinion or answer to? Now, we've had we've been asked a lot of questions, so it's hard to really think back. But I feel like the biggest one would probably be Adam, one of our co-hosts. I feel like over time, his opinion on the Quest 2 has really come mm. around and mm-hmm. turned around. Even the last podcast he was on, he was kind of talking about that. It was like in the beginning, it was like, no way, no. And even before Facebook dropped the requirement, the account requirement, he actually got a Quest 2. 
So he had really come around on the idea of it and been okay with it. So I think that's a glaring one. Is there anything you can think of from the past questions? Or, no, Nat, you've been listening to the podcast from the start. Is there anything that the opinions have been kind of iffy and you think they might be more solidified by now? My memory is terrible. <laughs> so like the main question that I remember was the eating macaroni with spoon <laughs> rather than fork question. And I definitely have not changed on that. Oh, yeah. Fork all the way. Lip, did we ever ask you that? Do you eat macaroni and cheese with a fork like a normal person, or are you a psycho freak that eats it with a spoon? De- definitely a fork person. I'm, I'm pretty sure yes. I was on that episode actually, but yeah, you, definitely, you definitely need to have the fork because it like scoops the things up properly. That's right. Yeah, I agree. That is one though. I remember Rip uh, like later was like, "Oh, you know, actually, I was eating macaroni with, and I, it was really saucy." And I was like, "Shut up! Just don't, don't finish this sentence. I don't want to hear it." So it's, I think it's been our most controversial question over the history of the podcast. I I would say my closest thing to like that kind of question is more just potentially changing my opinion on some of the games where at some points, you know, I just was super, super hyped for the quest and lesser things were seemed really, really cool. And now I go in some of those older apps that I hyped up so much Mm. and I'm like, this isn't really fun anymore. Right. Yeah. I think that's more just me getting tired of the same formula over and over again, repeated less, you know, than anything else. But (laughs) I can't, I can't think of any specific questions though. (laughs) There's been too many. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, we answer several questions a week. Uh, Nat, what, what else have we got as far as questions for today? We've got another one. um, And this one's from, I don't know how to say this. T-B-A-T-F Horde <laughs> asking opinion on PSVR 2 and continues to say they're saying that they'll ban you from any PSVR 2 system for inappropriate gestures or something like that. So I guess that will factor into what our opinions are. So I think we've talked about PSVR 2 a few times and I am extremely excited for it. I I feel like I don't care that much if they're going to ban people for inappropriate gestures. Like they don't allow you to do that on like Quest or other things. Like they've, you know, not let you even have the option to do that. So I, I don't think that's in any way a deal for me. So I'm extremely excited. I cannot wait. What about you, Lipnox? What do you what do you think? Well, I know that uh, Facebook, the Horizon Worlds game has a feature where they legitimately like, well, if someone reports you, they'll record like the last five minutes of the interaction and what you're saying and what you're doing with your hands are all, you know, included in that. And even inappropriate gestures. I, I don't think that means just like inappropriate, like things with your hands. I just I think in general, like if you're doing inappropriate motions to other players that they find offensive or is hurtful to them. I mean, that I don't want that in the games at all. I would mm-hmm. say playing games, you know, like Call of Duty way in the back in the day, like the amount of trash <laughs> talking and like wh- they would do everything to get under your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, if you leave it unchecked, then you're going to get the same kind of thing for VR. And, you know, it's it, it's definitely controversial because you don't really want that all the spying and like feeling like you're not free to sort of do your own thing but freedom is kind of two ways and if you're obstructing other people's freedoms to have a good time then i mean that's that's kind of the if and take on that but i definitely think that uh going forward it's probably better to say we're not gonna we're not gonna let you do these things but that being said i really don't think they're gonna ban that many people yeah the the most controversial thing about this move is that they're saying that when they do it it's going to be a shadow ban. So for those of you out there who don't know what a shadow ban is, it's kind of similar to ghosting someone after a date. Instead of telling someone, hey, I I don't want you to be around. I don't want to be around you, blah, blah, blah. It's just you just never say anything to them. You just block them. So a sh- that's what happens in a lot of different things. Now, shadow bans, they don't tell a user, hey, you've been banned. But all of a sudden on Instagram, you might notice you get 100 likes per post and you're getting five likes per post. And you don't know why you don't know what's happening. And I personally think shadow bans are never okay. I think in any situation, yeah. any game, if you're banned, it should tell you you're banned. Yeah. And you, you, and the reason why tell you what you did, like be straightforward about it. A shadow ban yeah. to me is like getting a job interview. And then they just never call you back to tell you you didn't get the job. Like, I feel like shadow bans are kind of rude personally. It really is. And how are, how are people supposed to like change their behavior if they don't even know what they did? That is mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Like, and I hate 
ghosting and stuff like that anyway. I think it's not cool. Like you should be upfront with people and businesses should be upfront with people. Like, come on, that's, we shouldn't have businesses acting like, you know, like you said, well, people that had a bad date or something and are just like, I'm not going to talk to this person again. Like, no, that's not cool. It's, it's, it's almost like they're being cowards and they're like, oh, we're not going to mm-hmm. tell you you're banned because you'll get upset if you think you're banned. Mm-hmm. We'll right. just secretly ban you and then you'll just suffer. But you yeah. will have no idea and you'll just continue the bad behavior. Yeah, yeah that's not it's cool. crap. It's it's a thing that's happening all over with social media, with the Internet. It's like how they can say, hey, we're kicking you out or we're we're demonetizing your video because you've messed up something in our terms of service. It's like instead of saying you did the specific thing wrong and if you change this behavior, it'll be okay. It's like, hey, you just broke something in this like 200 page agreement here and you don't know what or why. And I get that it's probably part of lawsuit culture. Like if they don't say specifically what you did wrong, it's hard for you to come after them and say, oh, well, you didn't force this on me and not on someone else. But it's BS. Like if you're going to ban someone from something, then tell them why, show them what they did and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like that Dr. Disrespect guy that was on Twitch. He literally got banned from Twitch and they they still don't, no one's ever said what he actually got banned for. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, I can guess why, but. <laughs> yeah. Lip, you have another question here, don't you? Yeah. So this one's from Polo Tay. I have two friends who have VR headsets, but they never play. Is there a game that is relatively cheap that can get them to play VR with me? And uh, I would definitely say in that regard, if we're talking about Quest headsets, there is like an endless amount of things that you can do on all these free types of apps. Like like I would honestly say one of my favorite ones to go into is PokerStars. Because you can legitimately, no matter what your motion sensing thing is, you can do that. And also, if you're looking for like my other favorite ones in this series, just I consider it a series now, but all the games that for forever games have been doing are just they did the uh, they did the bowling first. They did the darts and then there's a new one that's coming out cornhole something and they're all cheap. They all have like YouTube video players in them so you can listen to music or watch whatever you want and just chat and hang out with your friends. And I think none of those games are more than like, I think the bowling is like 15 and the other one's like 10. And, you know, that's awesome, too. Like a. I, I really feel like with a lot of the VR stuff, if you want to be, you know, hanging out with your friends, playing these games, so many of the games support multiplayer these days. And you can mm-hmm. even just go on and Gorilla Tag's free. You can go on and Pavlov is still free. Like you don't really need to spend money to play games with your friends on the quest right now. Yeah, for sure. The first thing I thought of was Rec Room. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an amazing free game. And there's so many things you can do with your friends. Um, works really well on the Quest too. Great one. Walkabout Mini Golf. How much is Walkabout Mini Golf again? 15, I think. So, yeah. yeah, something like and that. And it's really fun. That's a great one. Yeah, all good suggestions. Of course, you say they don't play VR much, so I wouldn't guess that they have the stomach for it. But Pavlov Shack is still free and people love it. But you got to you got to have some motion sickness uh, experience to not get sick. So what probably isn't a good place to start, but it's definitely a game that gets a lot of people back in because it's just multiplayer fun all the time. You don't have to. It's just really replayable is the thing about Pavlov. So a lot of a lot of good suggestions there. I think that should definitely hopefully help you out, Polite. Another one we didn't, of course, mention here, but Block is talking about Onward. If you haven't heard of Onward out there, it's kind of like Pavlov, except it's such a serious milsim that you'll walk out in the battlefield, you'll instantly get sniped in the head and die, and you don't get to respawn. Onward is intense. But they said, I'm curious. I play a lot of Onward for a long time for the sheer joy and satisfaction the game brings, even though there's no progression. Although my ops was... Although my optimism towards the game is very niche, I hear a lot of people talking crap about the content and people in the game. My question is based on how other people feel towards the game. What are your thoughts on Onward VR? Uh, I feel like I kind of gave some of my thoughts even before I said the question, but the the problem with Onward is it's just such a serious game and people take it so seriously. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's a choice if you want to play casual, if you want to play competitive at the start, but even in a casual lobby, you get those people that aren't quite good enough to be in competitive, so they go wreck the noobs in casual. Mm -hmm. It's a tough game. If I had friends that all wanted to play it together, I would love to play Onward with just my friends. But you get in there with these seasoned veterans and you just can't have a good time because you don't have any time to get better at the game. Mm. yeah for for me i legitimately got onward right when i got my quest like that game came out almost immediately and uh, and i actually played the game with uh, shughead gaming he was doing a review and he didn't still want to play with 
and I felt I loved the game. I thought it was absolutely amazing because I got my yoga mat on the floor and I'm going to duck. I have to get down on my knees and crawl <laughs> on the ground like, you know, I bought a gun stock for the quest one and I was using it with that game and it was like this changed everything because the stability in your gun meant so much in that game because they were so focused on giving you this sort of realistic experience. But as you said, very, very quickly, the, as time went on, it was like when the game hadn't even come out yet. Oh, this is the best game ever. You know, we're playing killing the bots in terms of the uh, like waves of enemies together. You know, you have like this crazy realistic reloading thing where you have to like take all the little clips out of the gun and put the chain in. And I loved all of that. But as soon as it came out and it's, you know, it took, took like two weeks, but people memorized the levels. They memorized the best spots to stand and they would sit there with long range weapons and pick people off like crazy. And it just gets less and less fun. Mm -hmm. And then you have that combination with the 15 year olds that go on there and they're singing, they're swearing, they're being annoying. And the other thing too, with onwards, you can kill your teammates right away. So mm. the amount of times that I was in a match and someone just killed me for the sake of just being stupid is just unreal. So I think the game is, I love the game. I love the game, but I think the experience that I loved was playing with my friends against the waves and not so much the online thing, but I'm, I'm not really a Call of Duty kind of person anyway for online games. So maybe that's just me because I didn't get into Population 1 or anything either, but I did. I loved Onward. I have super good thoughts of playing it. Mm -hmm. Great game, potentially very toxic community surrounding yeah. it. <laughs> Now we have one more question here. Yep. Uh, this one is from Chili's94 <laughs> asking, What year? Oh, I love this question. What year <laughs> do you think VR headsets will be as common as having a laptop? That is a really interesting thing to think about. I have no idea. I feel like it's definitely going to be a while till we get to that point. We've talked about things like this a couple times on the podcast. And we actually had a person in the XR industry that we talked with in one episode that was kind of talking about this and thinking it'll probably be like, you know, at least a decade, probably more. What do you guys think? Uh, for me, I think it'll be a bigger question of laptops being less common <laughs> then it'll be about the headsets being more common, I think, in terms of figuring out where the two intersect there. But I, I think AR glasses will become extremely common like phones. But I don't see if you don't like video games, I don't see any situation where you're going to be enjoying having a VR headset, whereas the AR glasses are all the function and all the apps kind of thing. I think the AR could totally kick off almost like the phones because it's just so convenient. But in terms of the VR headsets, I mean, laptops aren't even that common anymore, and it's just going downhill anyways. So that that's that's where I think it'll meet somewhere there. But I don't think we'll ever get to a point where like there's a VR headset in every household. <laughs> that's a that's a really good point you bring up, Lip, because it's like <laughs> this question will change over time. So if you're asking the question how common laptops were 10 years ago, like we're probably at least 40 years out from anything similar to that, but probably 40 years, there'll barely be any laptops. So that's interesting to me. But the thing I was going to say about this is I think the problem is by the time we get to the point where it's that mainstream, it's not really going to be VR headsets. It could yeah. be simple glasses. It could be contact lenses. There will yeah. be such different technology than we have now that the thought of like an actual headset you put on just to do something and take off, it will be a thing of the past. Yeah. But I think 30 to 50 years from now, I, th I think it's a ways out. You know, a lot of people say, oh, mm -hmm. five years from now, it's no way. It takes time for people to adopt technology. There are yeah. still people that go pay their cell phone bill by walking into the store and paying in cash. <laughs> like we are not, just because some of us are very advanced in tech doesn't mean the rest of the society is. So yeah. I think it's a ways out. Nat, I think you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, I also, well, I definitely agree it's not going to be like a headset. Like it's going to be, some other kind of technology that will have, you know, I think it'll have a combination of AR, VR, you know, in it. But I, I think that's a really good point. It's probably going to be a long time because even like the internet that everyone thinks like, oh yeah, it was like this overnight thing. It really wasn't because the internet started in like the 80s and it only became like a thing that everyone used in like the 2000s like the early 2000s. So it'll be a while for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like the physical put on your head headsets like we have right now, but I wish it would be sooner, but it's definitely going to be a while. Also, I feel like 
I am out of the loop with how uncommon laptops are. I'm like, do people not have laptops? I guess they have tablets or whatever now. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that have laptops or tablets, but they really just use their phone. I mean, yeah. even for us, we barely get a laptop out. Like I have my That's PC true. or I'm on my phone. Like to get the laptop yeah. out, there has to be some weird case scenario. So yeah, true. they're definitely not as popular as they, or not as needed as they once yeah, were. Yeah, it's too chunky. Yeah, <laughs> too much. I think work. it just comes down to parents buy one or the other, and they're like, "Do you want a new phone or do you want a new laptop?" And there wasn't yeah. a new, there wasn't this phone equation before, where now there is. And realistically, all they want is to chat with their friends anyway. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, that was that was the so, whole reason to get a laptop for most people back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So I think just like you know, phones are becoming kind. Of, I mean, they're basically they have all the functionality of it almost of a computer, but it's way more convenient. So it'll probably be something like that, where instead of like this big chunky headset, it'll be some kind of more mobile version of that eventually. (laughs) It's all coming. Well, we've got a lot of VR news to talk about today, but before we do, we got to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, Asterian Products. They're bringing back their Asterian Origin mat. They finally got more stock in after it sold out really quick. If you haven't checked them out, go on Amazon. There's links in the description. You can use codes FULLDIVE10 to get another 10% off if you want a VR mat to help keep you in place when you play or a VR headset stand to keep your headset on. Lots of good options from them, so check them out. We so we had a weird kind of leak slash almost confirmation kind of thing happening. So basically, if you've been following the Metacambria for the last year now, there keeps being more and more stuff. There was this leaked memo back in like June. There was data miners pulling data and finding somewhere in the code mentions of a Quest Pro. And then Zuckerberg went on Joe Rogan's podcast and basically hinted heavily that like something was happening this October. Now, unfortunately, at this point in this podcast, I'm going to have to bow out. I can't speak anymore on this. But for you two, I'd love to hear from the outside. What is your perspective on what's coming? We know the Connect event typically always happens around October. What does it all mean with this? Uh, Lip, why don't you kind of go first? So, I mean, uh, for me, it seemed like he was definitely like 100% confirming that this Oculus event is where either gonna it's gonna be like the meta quest 2 perhaps where they just sign up here to get your whatever order these things uh i think that there's enough hardcore people that are hardcore about quest that they will pay whatever it costs if it costs fifteen hundred dollars they'll pay that price they're definitely right about this not general home vr consumer that definitely worries me about you know is this gonna just be more work related or is this are the games actually gonna take advantage of this power is the reason for me to get this if I don't have, you know, some business or if I'm not going crazy about having color pass through mixed reality price tag, you know, is definitely very scary because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, you know, we're, we're significantly more than double an Oculus Quest too. Like that's, you know, that's, that's a thing. And if it's not improving the games and it really, you still need the gaming computer part. So that's expensive. So it, it, it definitely feels like it's like pricing it, super high but i mean it's it's been a while since the quest 2 came out Mm -hmm. and i think people are hungry enough that you'll get this like 30 percent of quest 2 owners that love the quest 2 so much they don't care they just want a better headset and if this is what it costs facebook to make a better headset and put all the bells and whistles in it i mean you look at almost everyone's headset and they've got special expensive straps they've added to it all these things Maybe we don't need to buy those things with this headset. Maybe we're saving mm-hmm. a couple hundred dollars right there off the bat because things are already awesome. It's already comfortable out of the box. Like I'm, I'm excited for the headset. I definitely think that it's coming out in, or it's at least going to get announced with an official release date at this Connect event. But I, I don't know. It, it has me excited and nervous and a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it definitely seems like they're going to officially announce it in October. And that seems like the perfect time because it's, you know, right before the holiday season. <sighs> With the expense of it, I mean, there have been things saying it's going to be like $800 or more. There have been people saying that it's going to be more like work related type thing. But I feel like it's going to be just kind of more of an enthusiast headset at that cost. But I, I definitely think enthusiast people will still purchase it. I feel like the general VR consumer is probably going to stick with the Quest 2. And I hope that 
Meta will continue support for the Quest 2 and not just leave it behind. I don't think that they would at this point. I know they kind of did that for the Quest 1, but they have been so focused on getting everyone in a VR headset, you know, as many people as possible, that I feel like they'll continue support for the Quest 2. And that's just going to be, you know, kind of the less expensive, less fancy version that's, you know, just to get as many people as possible in it and in, you know, the the horizons sphere and things like that. Although I don't know how many people are in horizons, but you know, in the meta, whatever sphere. So I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see how much it really will cost and how much better it is than the quest. Two. I have one question and is like, it's kind of, it's kind of unrelated, but how mad would everyone be if they get this headset out and then next October, the Oculus quest three comes out <laughs> and this, and the Oculus quest three has like different specs so it, this, oh basically the Cambria people are kind of left with this super enthusiast luxury headset that <laughs> after a year just becomes obsolete. I feel like I could see Meta doing something like that. Uh, that people would be so mad. But I feel like people were really bad about the, the Quest 2 coming out so quickly after the Quest 1 and being like less expensive and all that. But people still, a lot of people still bought the Quest 2. So... I feel like kind of no matter what they do, they'll probably still get what they want, unfortunately. But that would be terrible if they did that. Well, Meta has said they've they have four headsets coming by 2024. So you do the math. I mean, it's already almost 2023. There's mm -hmm. got to be some fast releases here coming. Like I said, I can't talk about October, any of that stuff, unfortunately, myself. So was there anything else that you two wanted to talk about, about the speculation or anything on this? I I feel like I wouldn't be surprised with like them saying that there's going to be lots of headsets coming out in by 2024 if they, you know, had like a Cambria and like a Quest 3 or that they announced or like, you know, not too long after they announced a Quest 3 in at the same time, like they had, you know, the more reasonably priced or, you know, like the more accessible priced version and then the fancy version. I, I could see them doing that. What do you think? I could, I could definitely see some of those headsets being like AR related because they had that one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you call it a headset, but they were basically glasses with a camera in them that you could buy. They were like five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that just came out like last year or started this year, maybe. But I don't know. I think that with AR and with VR and all these different individual needs kind of things, they're probably going to confuse everyone a whole lot. <laughs> Maybe Facts. they'll be like, here's the fancy Cambria. Here's the quest three. Here's some AR glasses. Like they'll just have all the things for all the people. And everyone's <laughs> going to be like, wow, I don't <laughs> know what to do. At once. Well, at least we got a little bit more concrete news on another VR headset. Didn't we Nat? Mm -hmm. Yes. And this I'm very, very excited about. We've been waiting to hear more. We were whining in the last episode about how <laughs> PS or Sony said that PSVR 2 was coming out soon. And we were like, come on, just tell us when. And so now we've gotten a little bit closer to an answer. PSVR 2 is coming out early 2023. So at least we have a year. That's nice. And Resident Evil 8 is going to be playable in VR at the Tokyo Games Show. So that's really exciting. That means that, you know, there should be some exciting games out when PSVR 2 comes out. I think we were kind of anticipating that maybe it wasn't going to come out in the holiday season because partially because, you know, we need more PS5s in people's homes before they even could make use of the PSVR 2. So I think it makes sense that they're waiting until after the <laughs> after the holiday season. Uh, but I'm really excited to have at least kind of a release time window. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lip. It, it feels like it's been a long time in in the making. Sort of been waiting, been waiting, been waiting, yes. and even before that, like I remember forever, people were talking about a PSVR. Pro or something for the first gen PSVR to get, you know, fix the controller situation. Mm -hmm. So it'll, it'll be nice that it's, you know, finally, finally coming to a point there. I'm super excited to see what kind of games they're going to bring for VR because like, I, I love the Oculus Quest too, but because of the specs, you're just, you're not, I mean, the anticipated game is basically a port of a PS2 game. That, that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. You know, the anticipated game for the PSVR too is, oh, this brand new Resident Evil game that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. So 
you know, the the barrier between the things is definitely huge. I, I can't wait to see what it looks like through the footage of people playing it at Tokyo Game Show. Hopefully that's not yes. like behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I generally feel like the market needs the PSVR 2 so badly right now because you're just basically left with a situation where developers are taking a huge gamble making Oculus Quest 2 games. They have no idea if they'll actually make it onto the Oculus Quest 2, 2 store. Mm-hmm. And like there's really, really good quality games that are just completely overlooked on App Lab that'll just never get approved to go to the Oculus store and just lost in the shuffle. But there's no AAA, like super awesome games that I feel like, oh, this studio spent $30 million making this game. Like when you have these like huge console games, I, I, I really, I mean, I know Red Matter 2 just came out and that's a super hype title, but why is like why is it Resident Evil 4 or VR and then GTA San Andreas and those are the only two titles that feel like they're on this like bar way above everything else mm-hmm. why is it like that why is like I feel like Facebook could totally be porting more of these PS2 era games and give us more things to be excited about and because they're not it it just it makes me a little bit just needing PlayStation to come in here and be like here's yes. your here's your AAA game right. yeah. that's with PSVR we got triple A games like there's yeah. no denying you got your Skyrims, you got your mm-hmm. Hitman, you mm-hmm. got I mean, Wipeout was amazing. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7, mm-hmm. Astrobot. like there was tons <laughs> of games to be like, these are really, really awesome, amazing, amazing, long games. You're going to replay. You're going to love you're going to go back into them 10 years from now. And you're going to be like, Astrobot is still amazing. Yes. Yep. totally. Yep. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I agree. And I think that we've been saying all along in this podcast, we thought March made more sense of 2023 because a lot of people kept saying holiday, holiday, holiday. And we're like, they don't have enough PS fives out in the world yet to really successfully launch a headset. If they can get enough stock that this Christmas, that is the hot Christmas item, then by the spring, perfect. It'd be time to launch PSVR too. And just like Lip said here, like we need another contender to enter the ring because we've let Meta take over the industry so much that they can yeah. pretty much get away with anything they want. And what mm-hmm. they're getting away with is not giving us the games we actually want. Mm-hmm. You know, we get an occasional great game, but overall, it's as a creator, I just feel like every time I'm like, oh, what good game is coming? What good game sounds like one's coming three months from now and it may come out <laughs> and people hate it. Like it hasn't been like it was with PSVR where it was like this game and this game. There was a lot of good games. And yes, the hardware held us back. But I hope that Sony comes in and says, hey, this is what AAA VR looks like. And then Oculus is going to be forced to follow suit and yeah. start putting out good games again. Because I've been waiting on GTA San Andreas for what, a year now? Like, yeah, <laughs> and I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. And I, I just I always sing the praises of PSVR because it even though it has old tech, like it still holds up. Like you can kind of see its age, but it still holds up now, like five years later. And they did that with old tech. Like I am so excited for, they have all this new stuff. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be more like interactive with people that you're with in the room because they always have it. So you can see it on the TV Mm -hmm. easily, not like trying to cast it. um, And it, doesn't work very well. Like I'm so excited. Can't wait for them to actually give us a release date. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of meta getting away with whatever they want, something (laughs) happened finally that we've been waiting for, for a while. So a long time in the making. I honestly thought they said this was going to happen at the start of the year. (laughs) Definitely took their, took their time to get this one out, but meta counts finally drop and you can unlink your Facebook or just make your own meta account or meta account. And it's been a pain for people so far. My, my personal struggles were that when it came up with the prompt, I was like, oh, this headset's not charged. This isn't charged. If you update this thing right now and all your headsets aren't on and charged and sitting in front of you in the perfect situation, things are going to factor reset. And I'm like, oh, I just don't even care. Like, wh- why am I? Why do I even want to change this anyways? It's already I mean, I'm already in deep anyway. It's already all linked together. I'm not, it's not going to unlink my Facebook fully <laughs> once it's attached to your account. Just, you know, because when I created it, it was the Oculus account. And then they're like, oh, now mm-hmm. it has to be the Facebook account. OK, now it has to be the meta account. And it's like, right? <laughs> what in the world is going on here? Like, just just pick just pick one of them. I think the biggest thing for me with this news is that I'm just going to make a second account that is just not the face, not the first one I made and just be mm-hmm. completely just the meta account. And then. 
have that as like a secondary thing to redeem things on or buy things on so that I can eventually be like, oh, I don't need this other account because it's just it, it's weird having my social media account attached to the gaming account. Yeah, but very it's, it's nice. They finally got rid of this thing and took them a long time. I know that, uh, Jay, you said that you had big pain doing it with your headsets. Uh, yeah, because I have multiple headsets linked to the same app. It gave me the prompt of like, OK, if you're ready to do this, make sure your headset's connected. Otherwise, it's going to screw it up. And one of my headsets was dead. I didn't realize they all looked like they were on, but one of them had died. And so when I hit the update, basically all the other headsets got their software update. And that one that was off, the next time I turned it on, it could not update to where it needed to be. It just kept saying, log into Facebook, log into Facebook. And I had to factory reset the headset to then log into the meta account to get it all to work. So it's, I think that the problem with this, if you're already here, if you want to get on meta account, if you want to get rid of your Facebook, you're going to have to fight through this process. This would be the sweetest news in the world if you were someone who hadn't bought a quest two yet because you were waiting yeah. for this. Now all you got to do is set up your meta account. You're golden. Same thing mm -hmm. you would have had to do. You would have had to set up an account anyways. But for those of us who are already in, we're already tied into this ecosystem. Now it's just one more time. We have to deal with changing the account again mm -hmm. when we've already gone through this process before. So for us, yeah, it's a little more annoying. But if you're out there and you've been waiting, this is great news besides the fact the headset went up in price right before this happened. Right. <laughs> well, and I, I actually did the meta account switch and I didn't have any issues, but well, it was a little annoying, but not too bad. But I actually got a notification from Supernatural that said like, oh, you're going to have to switch to meta account soon. And they had like a little article that said like, you're make sure that your headset is fully up to date. Otherwise, you're going to have to factory reset, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it linked to like the meta blog post or whatever it was. And so but for people that didn't get some kind of notification that they would see and look at, like, I feel like they could have done a better job rolling this out and letting people know, like, send people an email or something. I don't, maybe not everyone reads email. I don't know. Send out, like, many different notifications in advance, letting people know that this is going to happen and how to do it. Because... Like we've known that they're coming out, but it wasn't super clear. Like you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to make sure, you know, it's fully updated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They could have done a much, much better job letting people know what was going on. And even though I didn't have much of an issue because my headset was up to date and everything, it was a little bit annoying because my headset was just like confused when I first put it on and I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, oh yeah, the meta account thing. So, but yeah. Oh, yep. meta. <laughs> it, it wasn't uh, totally clear because we're all advanced VR people here. You know, we see something change. We, we are in tune with the news industry. We kind of know things are coming. But like I saw my friend Kalana put his headset on. He isn't following this. And he's like, why is it trying to make me log in again? And he's trying repeatedly to just log in with his Facebook. Why with his Facebook? And he mm -hmm. keeps getting the password wrong. He's trying to reset the password, not realizing this whole time he could have just made his meta account and bypassed all this. So for your average VR user, this could have been quite a headache, where for mm -hmm. us, we at least had some idea what was going on and how to fix it. But yeah, could have been simpler. Yes, for sure. Come on, meta. <laughs> well, yeah. we all know Meta loves their ecosystem and doing some interesting <laughs> things to force us into it. So one other interesting thing that happened, and they finally made an off-ear audio solution for the Quest 2. They partnered up with Logitech to do this, and it's launching two days from this recording. It'll probably be just be just before this recording comes out. It officially launches August 29th called the Logitech Chorus. Now we got one in early to review and uh, I've got to say lip. I know you like your third party head strap. I like my third party head straps. And I feel like the mission that Meta told Logitech was we want you to make an off ear audio solution that will only work with Meta branded straps and nobody else's. And that's what this thing does. It doesn't fit on most third-party head straps. And if it does, but you try and plug a third-party battery into it, it will stop working. It cannot charge simultaneously from a third-party ba battery pack and still play sound through it. So you're stuck back to the Quest audio if you're trying to do that. If you even got it to fit in the first place. So I was I was pretty miffed by that. What do you think? You, you just nailed it right there for me. It's, if it's not going to work with my head strap, I'm not going to use the elite strap or the stock strap so that I can have these headphones on that are probably really expensive. And a hundred dollars like I, I I don't know. I'm an earbuds person. So like it's just 
there's no way that they're going to convince me anything. I know when I bought my very first Halo strap from Panda VR or whatever it was, he had an option to pay like $10 more to add on headphone things. So, I mean, clear, clearly they're making $90 profit there. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, you know, and, and end of the day for me, it's just I want them in my ear because I want to be immersed and I want to when it's just floating there, it feels like they're not like properly on my ear. And I mean, the other thing, too, is like I wish they would if, if they want to just release headphones like you can release headphones that are big enough to go over your ears. This you just have to make right. the other parts small like the chorus has. So they could have totally just made one that literally could just fit on every single head strap. Mm-hmm. and still work as regular headphones and then your hundred dollars feels like it's a good investment this is only going to work on this one headset it's probably not going to work for future headsets games on your psvr like yeah no thanks <laughs> it's so frustrating because i was really excited because it's hard to find a good audio thing because i am not a fan of earbuds i like having something like headphone type things and so many things just don't sound good i've heard people say they prefer the stock audio and i'm like how because it sounds terrible (laughs) and like it has this awful like anything that's high-pitched also just sounds horrible to me and i'm just like oh and so (sighs) these headphones it's like they don't even sound that good like they sound kind of muffled and weird they have definitely better bass than other things but it's like do i care that much about bass when it the rest of everything sounds all muffled and weird like i don't know like and we like meta doesn't have good head straps they all kind of suck like even the fancy ones are way too expensive for what they are and these logitech audio things whatever you call them they're not called headphones what are they called? chorus they're off ear speakers technically yeah it's off ear speakers they also i don't know i know audio things are expensive but like They cost more than most people would be willing to spend. Like, I don't know what Meta's thinking with this. They're like, oh, maybe they're just for people that are already going to spend all the money on the expensive Meta branded things. I don't know. It just seems so silly. Like, we don't need more proprietary things. Yeah, they they did a good job designing these so they wouldn't work with other things. But you think about someone's going to buy a Quest 2. They want the nice one, the 256. They want the big one. Then they spend 100 now, almost 150 for an Elite battery strap. Another 100 for the course. You are racking up the price pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. So they're going to launch fully. There's several reviews out there if you're interested in hearing more about them. Uh, I don't think that these are going to, I don't know. I think they're going to launch and they're going to get out there. A lot of people are going to get them who don't realize they don't work with other straps or other batteries. And there's going to be frustration or someone who bought the anchor charging dock back in the day. You can't use that with this, even though they're both Oculus partnered products. It just didn't seem like the most forward thinking design to me. And no. I was I was pretty uh, critical in my review and I'm not happy with them and I didn't even have to pay for them. So somebody who did would probably really hate them, I think. But hey, I'd love to hear out there if somebody thought it was better than that. Yeah. It was I mean, if, the if you have the elite strap and you're like in that perfect situation for mm-hmm. these to work right, they're probably decent head- headphones. But I, I do wonder exact person. I do wonder about reliability, even with the actual, I don't have the elite battery strap to test it with anymore, but I found even in testing without a battery strap period, just, just them themselves once in a while they disconnect and I would have to un pull out the little USB port and shove it back in to get them to start working again. Mm-hmm. And that was without anything plugged. So if that's an issue that they actually find out is across the board with all these, there's going to be a lot of dissatisfied customers who paid a hundred bucks and keep having to like unplug and replug them and to get them to work again. Cause that's just not something we deal with with headphones. You know, no, headphones no. usually just work. Ugh, we got, we got some games to talk about. Maybe, maybe brighten things back up after that. But before we do, we got to tell you one last time, go check out hysteriumproducts.com. You can use code full to get $5 off any order 99 or more. You can get their headset stand, their headphone stand, watch out for their new math. that's coming back. And I finally red matter 2 we were all excited about it because the graphical fidelity looked good it's finally launched and i got in but i only got in long enough to see how the graphics looked and get a feel for that did either of you try red matter 2 at all yet i haven't actually played the first one yet even (laughs) even well that's actually i haven't finished the first one that's my problem but i so i want to finish first one but i was like okay i got to get in red matter 2 i know you've all seen the trailer the graphics that they were showing off. And I got to say it delivers 
on graphics. Because one thing that we always try and stress on this podcast, 2D graphics will never show you what VR is truly like. Yes. So like even the meta humans, the mouths moving and the faces that we saw in Admire 2, which was the only thing that didn't look gorgeous. Once you're in VR, there's that forgiveness of everything being three-dimensional and realistic. And the mm -hmm. humans that I saw in the beginning, they were like holographic ones that kind of had this like blue haze going over their face of the hologram. It looked really good. Like you walk around, the shadows on everything are amazing. The reflections are probably some of the best. Like there's one part where you're in a glass pod and you have to reach out, and open the doors and the light that is reflecting on that glass and the, the dirt on that glass that you can then see through to the world outside. It was it was on the verge of mind blowing for being in a quest too. Wow. It took me back to like PC headsets and PC levels of games. It looks freaking good. I can't speak to the gameplay and all those elements. I was only in there <laughs> long enough to look at the graphics, but the graphics and the sound, and everything, there is a sense of presence in this game that I think will make people think mm. more favorably of the game, maybe even than it actually deserves, depending on how good the gameplay is. I don't know. I got I, I did hear it. someone on, I did I did hear someone on Facebook who said that they found the puzzles a little bit tedious and they actually <laughs> refunded the game. Uh, oh, it was like wow. a random comment. But it definitely seems like they've nailed the graphics they were promising. And you know, it's it's one of those types of games that we don't really have a lot of these hype games and they clearly spend a lot of money to make this a good game. So if, if you don't buy it and don't support it, then maybe that's why they're not making mm. more AAA games. Yeah, true, true. You may just want to buy this just to show them, hey, you did a good thing and we're going to support that even if you don't <laughs> end up playing the game. <laughs> I really got to check it out. I really want to see these amazing graphics. I feel like I don't know if I would care that much about the game, but I would want to just get in to be like, wow. So yeah. my question then is, because I've played PC VR, it doesn't really have that same wow effect. Or is it just wow, because it's like, wow, this is a quest to doing this. I think it has the effect because honestly, when I was in it, I wasn't thinking about, oh, I'm in a quest to this or that. I was just like, wow, this looks good. Like it was it was shockingly good. It it took me back to like those first times in Half-Life Alex and stuff. And I was on a Rift S. I wasn't on the highest fidelity headset back then. But it took me back to like that. Just just you're noticing these weird little things that you wouldn't notice. Like you're walking and you're seeing reflections on the floor tiles and things like and mm -hmm. it it definitely I would say everybody out there should at least get in this game and see what it's like, because it shows you that there's some real potential and possibilities. And if we are getting a Quest Pro here soon, I mean, it could be off the charts for what we're going to start to see in terms of graphics and VR games, because it was it was nice, shockingly nice, I would say. Play it some more before we talk about it more on a podcast, because obviously I didn't get into the puzzles to see what they're like. But walking in, it was really pretty. Lip, I, I know we were talking about this game because I got this email and I was like, hey, have you heard of this? Something under the Jolly Roger. So it's basically this pirate ship kind of game okay. that if you've played Sid Meier's Pirates, the classic game, it's very much that same type of experience. You're third person the whole time and you're taking this, you know, boat to different ports and there's pirates and other ships and treasure you can find as you're going along. A lot of it is through the maps and through like interacting with menus and my takeaway from playing this game i played it for about two hours i thought the game itself was a really really great game and this is something on app lab that's only like 20 dollars. and i was like this is a full like if you like this you're this is like a probably like 20 hour experience or more that you're gonna get you know a good a good vibe out of but the problem for me was they never gave you like first person moments it was just zoom in mm -hmm. zoom out and because it's a sort of strategy, slow paced game, you're just waiting for your ship to go to these different places and nothing's <laughs> actually happening. Oh, no. And there's like fog because of the optimization. So you don't you're not seeing super far away. There's not mm -hmm. there's oh. that there's just there's just water and then clouds. <laughs> and like it, it, like it does Neat. like when you're in moments where there's like a town or there's another ship, it is pretty cool. But everything about this game works just as fine without the ability for me to look around. And and my my takeaway from this is more, you know, have you played any kinds of like third person VR games that did it right? Because I remember playing uh, Hellblade, Hellblade uh, I think it's called Hellblade Setsuna or something. Uh, I think that's the name of it. But it was, you know, a, a regular game that they turned into like a VR port and looking around the environments was so beautiful. And they gave you, you know, a decent amount of perspective on where you were looking. There was a great story. So it all worked. But when I 
got out of this game, I was like, I wish this was just on the TV. And the developer mm-hmm. actually sent me the console version. And I was like, this is this is a better way to play this kind of game. Oh, oh. damn. So wow. it's a good game, but better on console. That is... Yeah, that's interesting because we don't see that a lot. You know, Mm-mm. there's there's games that come out in VR and it's like, oh, it's it makes it a little cooler because it's VR. It's rare that we get to try it flat and go, this actually works better flat. So that's an interesting thought. to me. yeah, I got an email from them and I, I of course, never followed up, and got the game to try it. But hearing that, I, I probably won't, unfortunately. But is it kind of see? I never played Sid Meier's. Is it kind of Sea of Thieves? Is it kind of that same concept or is that like totally different? Not really, because you're ev- everything you're doing is third person and menus. Okay. So very very seldomly are you doing anything that's like action based. Even even like shooting the other ships, it it feels so much like an RPG hmm. in the PlayStation One sense of RPGs, where you're like, use your items, choose the right thing for the right enemy. You know, everything has its skills or this thing, and because of that, you know, you can upgrade all your crew modes. You can upgrade your ship. You can go this gigantic open world there's tons of different places to visit and get quests and do all the things but like think 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 of a playstation one rpg do you really how much benefit is being in vr from an above perspective really going to help that game <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes sense well dang i'm gonna have to look up some footage now and i edit this and put it on the screen for people to see because i'm really curious what this looks like but i'm glad you took the hit lip and you tried it for us because i was curious <laughs> about it and i did not spend the time to figure it out for myself so basically the takeaway this week out there is if you want to see some really good graphics get red matter 2 if you want to play a ps1 rpg check out under the jolly roger and if you want to come back and talk with us about either join the discord server and let us know what you thought of them were we right and spot on with this or were we totally off the mark i'd love to hear from you out there and of course you can ask us some q a questions for the next podcast you can just support us on patreon and if you're listening, check us out on YouTube, vice versa. Take us anywhere you want to go. We appreciate those. You can those see a kid on YouTube. Yeah, there's, there's been a cat bothering Nat this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you but, heard hey, mouse, that's... Oh, there was definitely mouse. I heard them. <laughs> but hey, I want to say thank you for coming out and listening. And remember, if you've been thinking about VR, now is the time to dive on in. Dive on in! <laughs>